Hey, this is Tim McKernan, and I am here with Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, and I have been a longtime Design Air client. What separates you guys from everybody else? It's becoming more common for companies to just get their foot in the door. They try to come up with different ways to upsell. They try to see how much they can make off of a customer as opposed to, hey, we're in there to do a service. We're going to do it well. We're going to do it for a fair price. I don't know how many emails I have received from our listeners who experienced the incredible customer service Design Air Heating and Cooling provides. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen and my law firm Brown and Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown and Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Now, back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. KPNT-FM HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Well, it's springtime in Normandy on the Rock Road. It's the Do-O-Tama and the Hoosiers of the game. Who'll be buried in the sunflower garden on Friday afternoon? Who'll walk that 18th fairway singing this tune? Your stepdads and bleach They play on my mind Like a song Free Dodo It's you that I love It's you that I miss When I'm gone Will this play on the grounds of Normandy at the Dodo? Oh, it should. I think he'll be playing when Roy McElroy walked through his Escalade after missing another cut. <laughs> he can't play with a $700 driver, Doug. Pro golfers. It's like a receiver going, I can't play without my gloves. It's like, okay, you have hands, right? Uh, the commissioner of golf. Andy Hansen has such a soothing voice. Yeah, definitely is soothing. As we buy time. Oh, just nice to hear the song. They play on my mind like a song. And he's about a half a verse too quick. He said he couldn't hear the music when he did the singing. That's pretty impressive for it to sound this good. When I'm gone. It's the legions of Cat's Army. Gangster beats, t-shirts. The wooden shafted legend of Doug Vaughn. And that's where it ends. played with wooden shafted clubs. <laughs> but that's where it ends. That's the last one. Wooden shafted. Lost interest at that point. I played with wooden drivers. I go back that far. But not the shaft of the club wasn't wooden. How is that possible that someone could bomb? But they did, right wood. up until about the 80s, I guess. 80s or early 90s. How late am I, by the way? Oh. Uh, we played all of the dotum, free dotum. So <laughs> two and a half minutes. <laughs> You're good. We're good. We got it. God, I'm sorry. I, w- I went inside to say hello to uh, my family and I uh, used the little wizard's room. Doug, I, I, I refilled my water. Would you like to see it? Uh, there it is. Oh, yes. Nice. Okay. I, it's really, yeah, it's really nice. Hope that doesn't come off as a brag. <laughs> well, and then I, then I returned and by God, I was late. Well, okay. I apologize. Kind of the theme of this show. People just come, yeah, and, go and, come, and, come and go as you please. I, mm-hmm. did, I, I thought I was on a good good time management there, but apparently not. It's the appliance discounters, 8 o'clock hour. Hello, friends, and welcome in to the uh, program. I deep tease Mike Francesa. What's he breaking down here, Jackson? So this is a classic clip. This one goes back to uh, 2017. He's breaking <laughs> down a game between Florida State and Maryland. Oh, my um, God. He's not sure where either team plays conference-wise. And uh, <laughs> he seems very knowledgeable about each team, giving in-depth analysis for what seems like an eternity. Might I add, this one, I think, is the start of our Francesa obsession. It might be. I think it is. It we'll be. have a look at that. Okay. Uh, Maryland and Florida State, <laughs> which 
you've already had this year. You have, uh, let's see what happened. What happened in those Maryland-Florida State games this year? I don't think it was a vintage Maryland year by any stretch, but I could see them. They didn't play once this year? Oh, Maryland. I'm thinking, geez, I'm forgetting Maryland. You know what? I'm forgetting now. I'm forgetting. Okay. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm forgetting. You're right. <laughs> so, um, um, so well, the bottom line is, right. um, <laughs> Maryland should have been better. They had some injuries. Uh, they're hot and cold. <laughs> You know, their best players, hot and cold. So the, from that standpoint, you know, I, I could see them I could see them winning this game. I could see them losing this game one way or the other. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it, it's, you know, that big a deal one way. I don't think it's a shocking game one way or the other. I think big things were, pretty big things were expected from Maryland this year. They really kind of disappointed. Um, had a, kind of a hot and cold season. Good coach, well-coached team, you know. Obviously, always a lot of expectations there. You know, they expect they expect good things there all the time. They, you know, they have very high expectations for that program, which you know you would expect. I mean, I, I think that's uh, that's reasonable from a standpoint of you know week in week out what you would expect from that uh, from that group. But uh, I don't think they had a great year for them. Um, uh, you know, what I was thinking was old time. Old time ACC. I'm forgetting Maryland's in the Big Ten now, so you know they moved. So that's why I'm thinking they play each other. They're not even the same league anymore. Mm -hmm. You forget that Maryland moved. So um, nope, just you. Bottom line is, uh, uh, I can see that game going one way or the other. I'm not a big Florida State fan. <laughs> uh, they had a good year. I just don't love them. I never have. Never have. So I, I go go either way with that game. I like the breakdown. <laughs> I thought he nailed it. Dude, he, like, I don't know why he couldn't have ended that 30 seconds into it instead of adding another two minutes, but wow. I really like when he said it's not that big of a deal one way or the other. <laughs> Even if they lose, it's no big deal. Like, what? Like, it's the NCAA tournament. It's all that matters. I like the expectation portion. They have high expectations. They're supposed to be good. They're not. Well, they're hot and cold, Blahawk. Good coach, though. I could see him winning the game. I could see him losing the game. <laughs> you can go either way. You could break down almost every game in the same way that he just did. You, you can, yeah, replace <laughs> Maryland and Florida State with literally any team mm -hmm. in any sport. Had some injuries. Yeah, the best player hasn't been playing Had high best. expectations. I can see him winning. I can see him losing. Right. Doesn't think, really matter. I have to say, I think that one's the clip that uh, got us to the funhouse realm when he still had a... He, I guess to get around to that game and not know anything about it, he must have broken down every single game. Well, that's why I, I think he, he broke down each game for three minutes because if he timed it out, then probably the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's perfect timing for this show, Doug, because you said you wanted to break down... Was it UConn and Iona? Is that who UConn's playing? Yeah. <laughs> yep, you kind of. Well, tell me what tell me what you see from uh, the Huskies and the uh, Gales. Well, uh, the Huskies had high expectations. Their expectations were high, and that's to be expected. Uh, they did have a, an injury or two, and we thought the, they would be a, a high expectation type of team. I could see them winning. I could see them losing. As for Iona, a plucky little bunch. If they hit their threes, they got a shot. Um, the, the, the expectations were high for them as well in their conference, and yet their conference held them with high expectations. And so I would say when these two get together, I could see Iona winning, I could see uh, UConn winning. I could see UConn losing, I could see Iona losing. And that's what makes this game different and very interesting to watch. Doug, how do injuries come into play when you break down UConn injuries Iona? Injuries come into play because that means a player might be available, he might not be available, and that's how injuries <laughs> come into play. All right. You throw the record books out when you, these two teams This is throw a game up. where when these two teams, of all teams, when they get together, Iona and UConn, well, they just don't like each other. <laughs> and you can take the record book and throw it right out the window. Rick Pitino. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's got a good job. Um, Caller Ellen uh, texting in, is uh, AM there, were you conceiving your third child, and was that why you were back late from break? Doug, that was oh. not the case okay. at all. I all can right. tell you that. That was, not the, uh, that was not the case at all. 
Okay. No commercial break sex. Uh. No commercial break sex. I have more commercial break sex when we go on a commercial break than I do when I am here. Yeah. Yeah. There's been none back here at the studio either, Tim, so far. Not yet. Uh, Oh, there have been. There hasn't been. Yeah, I brought my gerbil, Jerry. Ah! (laughs) Jerry the gerbil? Yeah. Oh, God. Don't humanize it. Mm. Can't give it a name. No. Uh, Plowhawk Jackson, that's your best clip yet. That's from Sam. What man? Doug, do you say Devers or Devers Poker Brothel? Well, how's it spelled? It's (laughs) Devers. I appreciate it. I mean, we've played that clip for sure before, as Pazzi said, but it is one of my favorite. Anytime March Madness comes around, I love hearing that because it's such a great breakdown. <laughs> oh, did it go in? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Two tenths of a second left. I wonder if people who were driving around in the tri-state area as that crap was broadcast on WFAN mm. could tell he was just making it up as he goes along or if they're like, huh, that's pretty interesting breakdown of Maryland, Florida State. I'm telling you, I my uncle, who is a central New Jersey resident, New York guy his whole life, eats up, like when Francesca was on WFAN and Matt, Mike and Mad Dog would eat it up, listen to it every single day, and really? loved it, unironically like loved, loved listening to it Unironically? Is yeah. that a word? Unironically? <laughs> unironically? Yeah, sans I- irony See, I know what it would mean, I just wonder if it's a legitimate word I don't know. Well, I said it, so yeah, count so, it. Yeah. Count the, when you sit I, in this chair, you can just idea. make up words. Right. Um, but uh, Being close to Francesca's age myself, when you think of Maryland basketball, you think of Lestre Giselle running around screaming at people, Lynn Baez, mm-hmm. that's what you think of Maryland, always good. Right. And if you haven't paid attention for the last 20 years, that's still the image that you have in your head. And notice that they've moved conferences yeah. since, mm-hmm. since the Lefty Giselle days. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite, by the way. We're going to let it play on that. This is him picking a winner for the Honda Classic like oh. three years ago. I'm going to go. This is raw clip right here. This is live on air. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you have? Four hour show? <laughs> hey, this is still going. Did you step out at this point? He's still there. Oh, I'm still trying to Deep figure it out. Deep sigh. Still going. 25 seconds of dead air. Mm. And then Scott Piercy <laughs> at fifty to one. <laughs> there it is. I believe he missed. He the ran the numbers. Mm-hmm. He liked Piercy. Said it with a certain amount of pride and confidence too. Piercy <laughs> missed the cut that year, and that was. Uh, speaking of winning obscure golf tournaments with Iggy out today, how are we handling our Munganass Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown? Did he leave a roster behind? He Jackson? did. He texted me. His he roster. did. He texted me his roster. Yeah. Nice. Oh, wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Munganass Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown. Oh, these are thick, Doug, right? it's time to bounce back here. I mean, this this okay. is a losing streak. Well, I picked the winner last week. I thought that's all we were doing, just try to pick the guy who's going yeah. to win the tournament. Uh, all right, I'll start it off because Iggy has the box. He is, uh, he is leading the Munganass Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown. He won last week. Um, I won't be as in-depth with my analysis of his players. You don't have to be. Uh, that's good. Steward. 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 Okay. Something Stewart? Brian Stewart. Yeah, Brian Stewart. He just texted me last names, and I think half of them. Wow, I want, I, th- this is a very interesting play. Are you sure that's it? it it's spelled, this is what he texted me, S-T-U-A-R-D. Yeah, I, I mean, I typed it in immediately. It's Brian Stewart. The, I mean, he's just, he's he's missed the cut in four of the last five events, and he's, he costs $6,200, but maybe... Oh. Maybe Ken has inside word on Brian Stewart. This could wind up being his sharpest play yet. I mean, he is—he's priced like a Monday qualifier. Yeah. I don't know. If it doesn't work, I—I I will be blamed for. Sure you. Will. I didn't port. say Stewart. <laughs> I just picked old Matthew Fitzpatrick. Oh wow, Maddie, Maddie Fitz, Fitz, and he's fresh off of an MC in Ponta Vedra, and he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy, Doug, who's going to miss cuts back to back weeks. Well, you wouldn't think. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I can't help it. That's just who I picked. It's kind of a weak field. Um, let's go to Iggy's next play, Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon is a chalky pick this week, so that makes a little more sense. Wow. Maybe that's why he picked Stewart, if that's his next most expensive player. Uh, Because Brian Harmon is 9,100, so he goes from 6,200 to 9,100 for uh, Brian Harmon. Doug, what are you uh, looking at now for your second pick? I picked old Gary Woodland. 
Wow, this is quite a little roster. Gary Woodland in most events would would not necessarily be considered a, a great option, yeah. but in this event, he's a top-tier uh, price player at 8600 So Matthew okay. Fitzpatrick and Gary Woodland, a solid start for Doug. Fitzpatrick cost 10000 so now we're going to have to watch our price points going forward. Uh, Jackson, what does Iggy have for his third play here he on the Munganass Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown? He texted me V Perez. I assume that's Victor Perez. Victor Perez, the Frenchman, uh, he is 7,800. Okay. And uh, he has been playing uh, in uh, events overseas, but uh, he did win the Abu Dhabi uh, HSBC Championship, Doug, as you remember, on January 18th. That was fun to see for him. I, I didn't pay attention to that. All right. Uh, where's the box there? Well, the, okay. I, ah. Okay. Oh. Oh, I got old Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon. Oh, how are you going to handle that since Iggy picked him? Well, I'll go ahead and keep him. you got to keep him. Yeah. I've got a lot of high-priced players so far. Yeah, I mean, you're going you're gonna to be going um, bargain basement here momentarily, I well, think. Do what you have to do. Amen. Actually uh, not. I pick who I, whoever I pick blindly. <laughs> Uh, happens. Iggy's next pick is Jordan Spieth. Old Jordan Spieth. Going with the Speether. Second highest price player? How much is he? He is 10600 Yeah. Him and JT are at the top. Okay. Oh, oh. Ah, let's see. Ah, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Bo, Bo Hostler. Oh, I love Bo Hostler. Bo Hassler, uh, Porn Labrum, just like me, uh, and a lot of people compare our games because of that. Uh, his shoulder came flying out of the socket because oh. of the Porn Labrum. Wasn't that? It's a good video if anybody wants to pull that up. Yeah, wasn't that when he was at Texas that happened? When he was in college? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Doug, he has missed three straight cuts after Wonderful. starting off 2023 uh, with. Uh, T11 at Pebble Beach and T14 at the Waste Management, but you just picked him here despite the three straight missed cuts. What do you see that could work for him at Valspar? I think he's hungry. I think he's worked on his game. I think T to green, he's pretty solid. If he can get up nice. and down, I think he can score well, and if the flat blade is working for him, I think he's a threat to make the cut. Real nice. Okay, well, who's next with Iggy's oh, team? I forgot that I'm reading Iggy's yeah. team. Uh, <laughs> fall asleep on us here. Zach yeah, Johnson. Get off the tiger board. <laughs> Zach, Zach Johnson. Okay. I would guess Zach Johnson's probably in the high sevens or low eights at this event. Oh, my God, he's only 6,800. Iggy value shopping. Is he going to be cheap chalk? I will look that up to see what the projected ownership is for Zach Johnson. I don't feel like he's a popular guy usually with daily fantasy players because he doesn't really have a high ceiling. Yeah. He's a good, if you're doing 50-50s where just the top field or top half of the field wins, uh, he might be good because he's kind of blue chip, but he's not a guy who's going to win at this point in his career. I mean, it's, obviously he can, but it's just not something that at this point in his career he's a guy who would win. So if you want to actually win these things, you got to take chances on wide delta guys and zach johnson isn't really a wide delta guy uh doug you like wide delta players and who oh. are you going with with this pick? i just picked byung hun on benny on love the play Byung he is Hun-An. a sneaker play and how good he's been playing in 2023 not a well-known name but that's the kind of move that you just made and that shows why you are such a sharp player in this game well i just closed my eyes and picked i, I don't know <laughs> We got one more. Uh, Jackson, yeah. you still with us? <laughs> Keegs. Keegan Bradley has withdrawn from the field, oh, so that oh, is going to be problematic. That's pick, right? That's his pick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we got to text him, but if he doesn't text in time. Yeah, I'll text him. Well, that's his pick. Uh, Zach Johnson projected Doug at 2.27% uh, ownership okay. is what I'm seeing, so not necessarily chalky. I, I don't know what my price range is. Uh, 7000 is Doug's ceiling. Seven thousand. Right, do some work with that. Yeah, that's all I get. Seven thousand. That's right. I just pick Aaron Rye, but he's eighty-two hundred. Sorry, no dice. Hole in one at the players. Is there even a player less than seven thousand? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, a bunch. Zach Johnson's less than seven thousand. Joseph Brandlett, and he's seventy-two hundred. Ooh, that would have been a nice hit. Oh, there's Keegan Bradley at ninety-four hundred. Mm. Gosh, this is gonna take a while. Chad Ramey, 7,000. There it is. Let's do it. Welcome, Chad. Okay. Oh, nice. 
Well, he was your leader after one round at the players and then fell on some harder times, as you might expect. Doug, you pointed it out on our uh, post-first-round wrap-up show on YouTube that his strokes gained putting, uh, some of the best in the history of the tournament in that first round, but you also made the observation that strokes gained putting is a statistic that players will use to short a player, uh, realizing that's just not likely sustainable. You're more of a tee to green guy, and that's why you've been high on Scotty Scheffler, and that's why you picked him last week. Well, I didn't point out nothing, because I don't pay much attention to it, <laughs> frankly. But uh, there's the team. I guess Iggy's going to take this Bradley fellow as one of his high-priced guys, and he's already... Uh, I texted Iggy that, that Keegs is out. I assume Iggy is, is, is going to be sleeping, so I don't know. Was oh. he on the vomit comet this morning? I don't think so. He just told right before the show, he's like, I just don't feel well. I'm going home. I said, God bless. You got to do what you got to do. No. Amen. You know, Side infection. Right. Or it could have been a new Dillian scene coming out. Either <laughs> way. He, he wanted to get first beat. <laughs> oh. The first 500 beaters. <laughs> it's like seeing a movie at midnight the night it comes out. <laughs> got to get in there first. Don't want to get spoiled. Uh, Mr. Licks would like you guys to pick rosters for Tucson. Uh, I assume that's where Liv is this week. Better field. Oh. I'll be honest, it's a better field. Is it? Yeah, well, the PGA just shoves a bunch of Chad Ramies. Look at how many <laughs> 7,000, 6,200s are in that box. Just because you got a 150 player doesn't mean you got the meat in the barrel. Mm. You ain't got that much. Oh, Brian Harmon actually isn't chalk. I would have assumed he was chalk based on all the stuff I'm reading this week. He's only uh, projected to be owned by 7%. Doug, uh, oh, you didn't pick him. Iggy picked him. I picked him. We both picked him. Oh, you did pick? Oh, you guys both have him. All right. Well, there we go. That could wind up being an edge if he winds up having a good week. I'm just looking at the higher-priced players and what the projected ownership is. And he is the highest-priced player with the uh, lowest projected ownership as far as correlation goes this week. So do with that uh, information what you want Okay. as I give out. Uh, Aaron Aaron Rise only uh, expected to be owned by eight. I think he's out. As well. I think it said the DraftKings app has him as out. Oh, no. For Aaron Rye. Who is? Oh, he's out? Aaron Rye. And uh, Iggy just oh, texted wow. me he wants Adam Hadwin, 9,200. So. Hadwin's a nice play. I like that play. Yep. So Iggy's in with that roster I gave, but instead of Keegs, he has Adam Hadwin. Hadwin. Hadwin okay. is expected to be owned by 21%, so maybe not as optimal. Uh, good morning. Aaron Rye can bang my wife, unlike John Rahm. That's from the recovering alcoholic from Belleville and Webster Grove. Why do you want to take a shot at John Rahm? <laughs> he apparently is the only yeah, one. Why can't he bang out. his wife? Yeah, I wonder. Maybe it cost him some money or something. Short backswing, probably, he doesn't like. Yeah. No, uh, recovering alcoholic had a big score this past weekend. Did he? Like, he won like 30 grand or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. That's Good awesome. Yeah. I love that recovering alcoholic. How about alcoholic. that? Even though all of his uh, his texts are, are all bark, Vile. no bite. Yeah. He always talks about gaping. He's never gaped anybody. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Certainly not me. You guys have information on that? You well, would know. I, I have more information that he probably could have than maybe he didn't. With all the text <laughs> what do you mean exchanges. by that? Oh. Yeah, his text. Okay. If I showed them to like some, some people, they would. Well, they say Doug knock a buzzard off its post uh, or off a meat bag. <laughs> uh, Kevin's brother Jack Demoff has a question for the dais. Uh, Doug, are you taking questions well, this morning? Well, they're brief. Only if they're okay. brief. I am pressed for Engineer time. Design Facilities text inbox. Is there a worse way to start your day than having to clear ice and frost from your windows in Barch in St. Louis? Some spring we are having absentee boot. That's from oh. Kevin's brother, Jack Demoff. I believe that was a shot at Iggy and his forecast that winter was over. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, winter seemed to have arrived. Right. Yeah, right when he said, oh, we're not going to be... Yeah. <laughs> And it doesn't look like it's getting any better either. Like, there's no, like, break in this cold weather. No. Well, yeah. it'll happen soon enough. Right. But, yeah, no, I agree. That's the worst way. Like, when I'm still, I'm still like, having to start my car early to get before I get in, so it's warmer when I get in there. You're not supposed to do that, you know. It's bad for the car to let your car sit and idle like that. Really? Oh, is that right? Especially, I didn't yeah. know that. And you For, just like, a, cer a certain amount of time or I, I just in general? That's what I read. And also, you just invite it to be stolen. But it's my car's hard. locked. Yeah, but if it's running and someone throws a brick through the window, it's not locked very long. Right. I guess, but 
I don't know. I feel like as long as you keep an eye on it, my car like will shut off after 10 minutes of it being an idle. How long does it take to, for a car to warm up anyway? Eight minutes. It doesn't take eight minutes. I want it to be hot when <laughs> I get in It takes maybe a, a minute. No, a yes. minute? Yes. Oh, you're crazy. Not in this weather. Maybe like 40 degrees, yeah, but oh, I don't know. sub-freezing temperatures? It's just, a, it's just a really bad idea to go and start your car and then walk away from it. Really bad, bad idea. You know, there's an app now that'll tell people what cars are running. Really? Yeah. And that's how so many of them get stolen. I just went out to warm it up. It's, it's amazing. They knew they knew right where it was. Yes, there's an app that tells people where it is. Fair enough. I mean, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to come off as blessed, but I have auto start, so I can do it from... Ah! Oh, God. Let me guess, gated America. community there, and you better yeah. believe it. Yeah. And I don't think the car will go. It all like, gets back to Ledoux, doesn't it? You could throw a brick through it, but it won't go unless the key fob is there. I think once you got it started, it'll go. No, no, because you have to re, you have to start it again once you sit in there, and that's how they know that the the correct driver is sitting there, or at least the driver with the key. But you're such a gentle snowflake. Unless the car is 70 degrees when you get in it, you can't handle it. Well, why not take advantage of technology? Who am I trying to impress with this? With my my gritty the rugged... listeners to the show, yeah. so you can tell them right. all these gadgets that you have coming That's what from Ladue. Like. But who am I trying to impress by getting into a cold car when I have the option to warm it up? Jackson's like, I didn't even know there was heat in this car. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I don't. We're well, gonna have a coat on, right? Yeah, or a you know, little wrap. Don't say rap. You're not an 80-year-old woman. <laughs> you know, something light. A little shawl. Oh, just to keep myself warm. A little poncho. Gosh. <laughs> I, but if I could drive without my winter coat, I will. Because then you're all, you know, uh, I don't like driving with a winter coat okay. on. Okay. I don't mean to come off as, like, you know, soft. No. But this is just. If your window of comfort is so narrow <laughs> that you need to start your car in the morning before you get in and warm it up, I guess you just go ahead and do it. Whew. Do you get into a freezing cold car when you come in here? My car's in the garage. Oh, yeah, it must be nice. It's right next to the I don't have off. an attached garage. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I have an attached two-car garage. I don't even know you anymore. I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> and it's in the Barnoff region? It's, it's right next, next to, in the Barnoff. It's right next to the Barnoff. <laughs> Polo grounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> LOLs to these pores who have to park outside. They probably summer in Lime as well. Doug, that's glove blogger Tom Traven. Where would you go in Lime if you were to summer there? Heine Miney Park, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if you had like a, a luxury suite. Where is Lime? It's, uh, it's, oh my God. God. Boy, there's a little dude coming up. I don't know you. where it is. <laughs> it's just south of the city. Just the first, it's the first. St. Louis County suburb, south of the city, just right like across the river. Oh, is that right? Like by Afton? Yeah. Okay. I, I but probably Doug, it borders the Mississippi River and the River to Perry. It does. How about that? Wow, the confluence. That, that um, sounds yeah. <laughs> scenic. But I thought Afton, like Afton and Maplewood were like, well, I guess Maplewood isn't south, but Afton is. Isn't Afton kind of South that? County, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, I've been to Afton Lima. many a time. There is a nice uh, casino in Lima, though, right? Is that River City there? Yeah. That oh, is I'd, correct. Then I've been to Lima. I've been to River City. Oh, look at you, really spreading your wings. Is that a flex to go to River City Casino? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's where you'd want to summer, I guess, if you were going to summer in Lima. You just hang out at the casino? Yeah. Come back liquid AF? (laughs) Mr. Licks just said, Jackson, I've never been more proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Where is Lima? You know what high school you'd go to if you lived in Lima? Afton? No. Uh... I mean, I know DB is a private school, For but heaven's sakes, um, Deberg. I I, yeah. I would just go to Deberg, no, but um, you go to Hancock. Hancock? Yeah. Sometimes they call it Hancock Place. <laughs> we never played. You've it. never heard of Hancock High School? We never played Hancock. I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh, brother. We played uh, boy Timberland. This is the most condescending that's, that's segment. Uh, Mr. Lick says Warson Woods is basically South County. <laughs> <laughs> If you live in Warson Woods, you go to do schools. I don't see how that can make sense. Or at least part of Warson Woods. What, you you like Kirkwood to annex it? Yeah, I mean, if, if it is South County, yeah, we don't want you to be Rams. Shout out to the Rams, Final Four of the state tournament. Kirkwood doesn't like to be considered South County. They went maybe Southwest County. Is Webster South County, isn't it? They don't like to consider. Well, I, I highly doubt Webster would want to be called South oh, County. Oh, no, they would, yeah. I don't know why. But it is South. It's, it's next to Afton. Yeah, but they don't want to be... Webster and Kirkwood don't like to consider themselves South County, I would think. West County? They would They would accept West County, yeah. Central Corridor? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. 
and call yourself whatever you want. I, you know, there's such a stigma with wherever you live. In I don't. Yeah, I don't municipality shame. Just because I've never been to Lima doesn't mean I'm I have my you nose have in been. The air. You've been to the casino. You're right. Right. I didn't. I thought that was a city. Did you ever play was... a baseball game in Heine Miney Park? <laughs> no. Kirkwood. Plenty of games at Kirkwood. My baseball career was short lived. And when you say no, it means you wouldn't have gone there <laughs> if you had a game, would you? I don't know. I never played at Heine Miney. I played plenty of game basketball games in Afton at that sports complex they have there. Yeah. Thousands of By games Tower there. By Tower T? That... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy, there's 8,000 whistles going on at once because yeah. there's 12 oh, yeah. courts right next to each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, never, uh, uh, like I said, my baseball career was short, very short. It Why? Was, uh, no good. Couldn't Fra- hit. Couldn't afraid hit. Of the, afraid of the baseball? Just couldn't hit. Good fielder, good shortstop, but just couldn't hit. Oh, you were a shortstop. You must have been legit. Well, you know, I was you know legit for a sixth grader, but once again, could not hit. Like one time I closed my eyes, really leaned into a ball and felt like I got a hold of it, and it couldn't have been an easier can of corn for the left fielder. Oh. And that's when I realized well, did maybe— Did you practice? Did you take batting me. practice? Sure, did you go sure. To my dad team? was very wanting, wanting me to play baseball, but it was uh, just wasn't in the cards for me, so I, I switched to golf. Mm. And okay. honestly, very happy with the decision I made. Stuck with basketball, stuck with golf. Well, you did, your, you did your best. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Oh. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> and you didn't ever have to go to Heine Miney Park. Right. Isn't there, wasn't there a lot of like, dogs? Isn't there a dog situation out there? Well, I don't know. That's a huge problem. <laughs> we did. We did. I, I do recall a situation, Doug, one time uh, for uh, one of the teams I was playing for. I have no idea. And I want to use the term playing very liberally because I would sit on the bench and eat gobstoppers. But uh, there was a rabid dog running through left field rabid. one time and the game had to be stopped. Like foaming at the mouth? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a beast of a creature was running, I can running around left field. <laughs> what I yeah. remember from that field is that they, they set it up improperly so that if you played there when the sun was going down, the sun was right over the center field fence. And so you'd have the sun right in your eye. As you looked out at the picture, all you saw was the sun. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. Mm. Well, was that the Tuffinger's he- Park? Is Heine Miney where you got yelled at by the concession stand lady? Uh, no, that was Afton. Afton, okay. Heine Miney's where I heard some drunken guy stand right behind the screen and say, if you're going to, somebody did a check swing and they called a strike on him. This guy yells, if you're going to swing, swing. If you ain't, ain't. (laughs) (laughs) So we we use that a lot. I need a (laughs) t-shirt. We use that a lot over the rest of the year. No more check swings. That's that's a good philosophy. Uh, uh, Send in your baseball advice to the Engineer Design Facilities text inbox online at edf-rg.com. That's Engineered Designed Facilities. Sponsor of our text inbox, and the number is 314-881-TMA5. Sending your two-part questions for Jeremy Rutherford, who's going to join us, presented by Mark Hanna, coming up at 9 o'clock. If you have visibility to your company or place of business's commercial fire alarm panel and system, please email fire at edf-rg.com. They will have a technician come out and provide a free evaluation of your system and offer the most competitive contract pricing in the market. You can also check them out anytime at edf-rg.com, the official commercial fire alarm services and solutions provider of TMA. EDF's fire division is now testing, inspecting, and maintaining the fire system on all commercial kitchen and restaurant hoods. It's engineered design facilities. Contact them and support the sponsors at fire at edf-rg.com or go online at edf-rg.com. Looking for a pony this weekend? You will find it in downtown St. Louis, so you might as well start your evening off in the morning or the afternoon at Maggie O'Brien's. You know what you're going to get at Maggie O'Brien's. You're going to get Eddie McVeigh as one of the best hosts you'll find in the restaurant and bar industry. And you will find an Irish pub that is locally owned and operated and has been right next to Union Station for four decades. It's Maggie O'Brien's before the Battle Hawks game, before the Dogs game. Go to Maggie O'Brien's, both locations to serve you this coming weekend. One to serve you downtown right across from City Park and the other in Sunset Hills. And a perfect place to pony up and watch the mm-hmm. tort of it. Mm-hmm. Maggie O'Brien's. Wonderful sponsor of TMA. Did you see that Business Journal article on how well Maggie O'Brien's did 
at the soccer game the first weekend. Mm. Yeah, a, I think uh, they had forty-two. I don't know. They had four thousand two hundred visitors that Saturday wow. of the game. Unbelievable! It's a, a three hundred twenty-six percent increase from the nine hundred eighty-seven visitors they had the same Saturday the year before. Maggie's is the place to be for the soccer. Well, it's literally That's where you go. Right across the street. I know people. Yeah. Some people say, "Oh, I'm across from a stadium," but they're catty corner two blocks. I mean, they're literally mm-hmm. right across the street. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's also an indication of what a sports team can do for a certain area, what it can do for a city. Oh, by the way, Eddie McBay is like a St. Louis legend, and everybody mm. loves Amen. that dude. Yeah. So, I mean, that's also nice. a part of it as well. Yeah. yeah. Huge uh, Battle Hawks and Dogs playing on Saturday night, but we have some developments with the XFL. Per frontofficesports.com this morning, following viewership decline. In the XFL's first three weeks, Disney has moved some of the league's broadcast to its more popular ESPN and ABC channels in an effort to gain viewers. In the first season of a five-year global broadcast deal, which will see all 43 games aired across ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, and FX, and streamed on ESPN+, ratings declined by 50%. Oh, no. From week one to week two, and then another 11% from week two to week three. The opening round only brought in an average of 1.3 million viewers across four games, down from the 2.5 million it averaged on the first weekend in 2020. Now, a total of four games, one in week five, two in week six, and one in week seven, will be moved from FX to one of the other channels. The week seven game has also been moved to a day earlier. Two other games in Week 7 will swap between ESPN and ESPN2 and will take place at different times than originally scheduled. The XFL was revived when The Rock, Danny Garcia, and Redbird Capital Partners purchased the league in August 2020 for $15 million. It had filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy months before due to the pandemic. So it's killing it in St. Louis, but it isn't doing much anywhere else. Well, St. Louis is the perfect market because it's a relatively large market without an NFL team. And it'd be nice, I'm sure, for them to be in the Oklahoma cities and the Memphises instead of some of the cities that they're in that have NFL teams, but you can't get the TV deals without those bigger markets. Right. And I would assume this weekend especially, they're going to be, you can change channels all you want. When you got the tournament, first weekend of tournament, I don't think a lot of people are going to be switching on over to the XFL games outside of St. Louis. Outside of St. Louis. And it's already tough enough outside of St. Louis to get those people fired up for it. And the tournament is going to be going on for a month, too. Right, right. But this weekend especially, yeah. This weekend is like the holy grail of it all. So I think that they're... Yeah, and and, and I know we don't know what times it would be if Missouri and if Illinois were to advance. But if they are, you've got Illinois playing most likely top-seeded Kansas and you've got Missouri playing number two seed in Arizona, and so many people, Doug, still irritated that Missouri lost to Arizona in 1994 when you were out there covering the game and did a live shot and yeah. somebody was stabbed uh, right. in your live shot that you uh, mm-hmm. you would imagine people will be tuning in for that rematch. Right. I was at the L.A. Sports Arena doing a live live shot out there with several other stations and a policeman walking back and forth, and it, it was broad daylight. I didn't think anything of it. Had to go back to the car to get a piece of equipment that was 30 feet away, and the policeman said, I'll go with you. I said, really? It's right there. No, I'll go with you. So he did, and then during the, during the live shot, some guy <laughs> knocked on the door before the games had started, knocked on the door, and a girl came out of the door and stabbed him. And then he started running around behind me. Ah, my God, I've been stabbed. Yes, you have. Can you hold it down? I'm trying to do a live report here. <laughs> he, got, he got himself stabbed. I guess he and his oh, girlfriend were in a domestic situation. Was this at the forum? Yeah. Okay. L.A. Sports Arena. Okay, gotcha. Where was the L.A. Sports Arena? Right That's where the clip show was before they uh, shared yeah. uh, what is uh, what used to be Staples. It was right next to USC. Oh, okay. Yeah, it says... Definitely uh, in the hood. Uh, yeah, in uh, the University Park neighborhood of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty nice. I mean, it's got, like, palm trees around it. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's, uh, that can be confusing. <laughs> what do you mean? They don't show the homeless people yeah. underneath the palm Just trees. south of, the, of USC's campus. There was a, a football player at USC who got shot standing along the sidelines during a practice once. Oh, my God. A bullet came right through their uh, practice area. Jeez. It's a rough area. Yeah. It's rough. Oof. Well, we should do a remote. 
Yeah, I, I already did. I'm fine. I, would. I, I don't care. I don't care if there are guns laying everywhere. If I'm in California in that weather, I'm fine. I'll take the risk. They closed. Not if there's blood in the air. They closed seven years ago, so we might be we might be doing it from the rubble. We could do it from the new where the new Clippers Arena is going, where they're putting in like ten thousand toilets. Yeah, that's what Powell. Steve Ballmer was really fired up about the amount of toilets they have. I remember the experience I had there during the game. I looked over and I saw a, a few sections over Steve Stephen Belzer the comedian is that his name the guy who recently Richard passed, Belzer Richard, he just Richard passed Belzer. away yes 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 Richard Belzer was there and I whoever was next to me I elbowed him and pointed and said look there's Richard Belzer and Richard Belzer saw us and started waving to us oh nice <laughs> I waved back hi Richard Belzer SVU legend celebrity sighting yeah and that was my story from the LA Sports. <laughs> nice little story. Thanks, Iggy. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with that anecdote. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, if you're interested for Mother's Day or Father's Day, we will start. Uh, well, we're doing them anyway. Doug, you have a sound story today, don't you? I do at noon. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, give the perfect gift for Mother's Day or Father's Day by going to mysoundstory.com. Of course, you can give a gift certificate and just book it with whether it be Doug, myself, Jackson, Learn. Riz, Moon, Randy Character, uh, and of course, Courtney Landrum and John Hewlett. But here's the thing. Uh, One of the things you can do in addition to that is have you and your siblings come in and then record stories of your youth and your gratitude to your mother or your father or both for a sound story to give for Mother's Day or for Father's Day. Go to MySoundStory.com and you can schedule it. Schedule it now because I can tell you that they will start to fill up closer to Mother's Day and Father's Day. It's MySoundStory.com and one of us, your choice, you pick, uh, can conduct the interview for you and you can give one of the greatest Mother's Day or Father's Day presents you could ever give. And uh, that's something that me and my brothers and sister did for my parents a couple of years ago. You can do it. MySoundStory.com. Doug, can you tell the people about Ryan Kelly? He is online at TheHomeLoanExpert.com, and he's been our title mm-hmm. sponsor for a decade. And he would like to help you get out of debt, because you don't need that. With inflation here, people are taking on more debt than ever. If you're a homeowner, leverage your equity to help you get out of debt. Put the equity in your home to work for you with a simple cash-out refinance. The average credit card interest rate is now over 24%. That's the highest it's been in more than 30 years. With inflation, people are carrying more debt than ever. Put that equity to work for you with a simple cash-out refi. You take the money out of the equity that's in your home and you pay off those enormously high interest rates on the credit cards. The average home loan expert client receives more than $54,000 cash-out on their refinance. Imagine what you could do with that money to help your financial situation. If you're thinking of buying a home this year, the process, not as complicated as you think with the Home Loan Expert. They make the pre-approval process easy. You can get pre-approved today, the day you call in, and they will also provide a lower rate with a 10-day closing guarantee. Ryan Kelly and his fabulous staff have got you covered. Any kind of thing you need with your mortgage, with a refi, they've got the answers. That's the HomeLoanExpert.com. Thank you, Ryan Kelly. Thank you, Sir Mortgage. Title sponsor of this program for a decade, that is Ryan Kelly Online at thehomeloanexpert.com. And Doug and I are both very happy clients. We're also both very happy clients of the Appliance Discounters Online at theappliancediscounters.com. Sponsor of our 8 o'clock hour. I got a dishwasher from the Appliance Discounters just a couple of months ago. And we recommend you do business with them because if you're in the market for an appliance, all you have to do is just go to theappliancediscounters.com. And when you need one, you need it quick, fast, in a hurry. And they can get it to you quick, fast, in a hurry because they have an 80,000 square foot warehouse full of GE appliances and other major brands ready for delivery. Shop online at theappliancediscounters.com where pricing has been adjusted to beat all of the competition. Theappliancediscounters.com. What do we have here? Caller Ellen just sent in a text. I'm about ready to pay for a Doug Vaughn sound story filled with his stories about the glorious industry of local television sports. Mm. It'd be wildly entertaining. The photographer in the middle of the fairway or the Earl Weaver interviews Mm. could lead off the sound story. That's from Caller Ellen. So Caller (laughs) Ellen would have you do a sound story, Doug. How about that? Ask myself questions? (laughs) (laughs) I I guess you could do it. I guess. Well, I've already told all those stories, so 
they're but they're wonderful tales, and people could have them all in one place. <laughs> if their daubers are ever down and they'd like to hear the Earl Weaver story <laughs> or the story of the photographer taking a nap in the middle of the fairway right. at the uh, LPGA tournament at Forest Hills, they could just hit play and have it there for them at any time they would like, kind of like yeah. Swope's picks. I, guess, I don't think my, my own family would care to listen to all that <laughs> nonsense. The Earl Weaver my, story it makes my stomach drop just because yeah. as someone who like records stuff like the idea of it just not working oh, several times no. and then for you i am still time. in fear of it happening on sound story yeah i too. still feel like and plowhawk to your credit it has not happened as far as i know anyway it hasn't happened in any that i've done and doug i don't think it's happened in any that you've done no i haven't heard that uh, yeah i mean because you have somebody coming in and they're telling their life story it is very tough to to do number one uh the first time much less to then recapture that the second time so that's why i always say i mean not that this is cutting edge plowhawk you ready and then you look and make sure you're recording and away we go jackson you sometimes are recording them but god that i live in fear of that because i've personally done it i i double clicked when i was interviewing uh, dexter fowler a few spring trainings ago it's a brutal feeling Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm confident that I will always have the audio correctly on those sound stories. Yeah, when oh, you, that's good. When you oh, do it in God. person, it's a lot easier because like you can see the actual waveform. Uh, when we first started, well, when yeah. I first started working, we were doing it on Zoom. That was nerve. The entire time was nerve wracking because yeah. if my internet goes out, that file's gone and the interview just stops immediately. And, and if you don't save it correctly, you don't know where it goes. Right. There's a, it. there's a lot when you're doing it in person, like local here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a little less stress because like you can actually see it being recorded and there's like no doubt that it's being recorded. Yep. Uh, whereas on Zoom, you know, you can forget to hit record before it starts and that would be a, ugh. yeah. So the Earl Weaver story especially makes me so nervous because you and then you would were the one telling Earl that he, that it wasn't working even of it course wasn't, uh, who else was there to tell him <laughs> Alex Bullock wasn't going to tell him that's what I'm saying the person who 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 was messing up who wants to be Alex Bullock in the text inbox <laughs> he was a lensman because that's like the worst I would just like quit before I would tell Earl Weaver the third time oh, yeah, yeah. well the third time yeah I quit before the fourth time that's for sure <laughs> that so, it, he, he, so it never he never recorded it no never got it <laughs> never got it. There, there used to be a cable called a roll cable that went between the camera and the recording. We used to have to carry yes, around a big absolutely. box. And there was something wrong with that roll cable. So when he pressed on, his camera looked like it was rolling, but nothing was going from the roll cable into the recorder. So we were getting nothing on the tape. <laughs> and Earl's pouring yeah, his heart out. And on top of it, and I realize most of the, not most of, but whatever, a decent number of our listeners are your you know twenties and thirties and hell in my forties Earl Weaver was you know was pretty much shutting it down, mm-hmm. but Earl Weaver, this would be brutal if you were dealing with like Kurt Warner who's one of the nicest human beings ever. Right. Earl Weaver was uh, Doug. What is that? Was Banny Rooster? Little Banny Rooster. He was kind of like a Whitey Herzog, old school type. Right. Would get in your face, real short. You know, yeah, didn't suffer fools at all. <laughs> yeah. Fired up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a Billy Martin type. Right. But didn't he... Like, you had to go back to him, knock on his door. Three times. <laughs> three times. If his wife hadn't been there to suddenly... And he had just retired mm-hmm. after a Hall of Fame managerial right. career, and you were the one getting the interview, and mm-hmm. you had to go back to Earl Weaver's yeah. door. I mean, my God, it'd be like going to Troy Gloss's door. Yeah. Whole, except Troy Gloss was just, like, chill and not interested in doing interviews. Earl Weaver was a banty rooster. Right. You in North Miami. Remember right where he lived? Yeah. It's like that, that stain is indelibly marked in my brain. <laughs> and if his wife hadn't been there to call me down, gentlemen, I wouldn't be here today speaking with you. Ooh, I pecked your eyes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's like, didn't he have a didn't he have a painting over his couch of his family nude? No, that was Dr. Ferdy Pacheco. <laughs> the fight doctor. That's so Muhammad weird. Ali's fight doctor, yeah. His whole family, family was... Family, naked in a, in a painting, <laughs> you know, in his living room. That's so weird. Yeah, it really was. You couldn't take your eye off it either. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly a conversation starter. Yeah. What would be your Mount Rushmore of people you wouldn't want to go back and tell them the interview didn't record? Oh, like, I feel like oh, Saban. God. Saban. Yeah, yeah. He would be <sighs> persnickety. Mm-hmm. Uh... Uh, Jim Beheim probably wouldn't take it very well. <laughs> what about Jimmy Calhoun? Jimmy Calhoun, no. no I, 
told Nervy to F off in the press conference <laughs> once. I can't imagine what I'd tell you if you didn't get the recording. Bobby Knight wouldn't be a good one. Bobby Knight, yeah. It's, it's crazy these are all college basketball <laughs> or football coaches. Yeah. Well, anybody who runs a little fiefdom in a small town, mm-hmm. yeah. that's where that's where it is. You can't pull that crap if you worked in New York City, man. But you're in stores, Connecticut, and upstate New York, and Bloomington, Indiana, and Columbia, Missouri. You can act like an ass all you want because you're challenging 22-year-olds who are making yeah. minimum wage. Mm-hmm. We're just dying to get in the game. Guys, didn't you forget to turn a mic on when you interviewed Rizzuto for the podcast? Well, that's unfortunate to that talk about a... because Ken is not here to, <laughs> to tell his side of the story. But in between the hiring, uh, well, the Sea Monster having enough and leaving KFNS uh, in 2018 and Gangster Pete, uh, or maybe the Sea Monster was just off, uh, Iggy handled <laughs> an, an interview in which Riz, who I knew, but I didn't know as well as I know him now, and he came on, and uh, I already knew that, you know, there was some interest uh, in potentially us, you know, coming over to uh, Hubbard, or maybe at that time it was Emmis. I don't know if that Emmis hubbard deal had happened yet, but either way, n- neither here nor there, I knew that people at 105.7 such as Tommy would be listening to hear how we kind of you know do a do a segment together uh, and so Riz comes in and does the podcast uh, and we have a great interview Iggy sets up the recording and as opposed to what the plowhawk or what Jackson uh, and before that, the Sea Monster, and after that, Gangster Pete would do, which would be sit in there while the interview was going on to make sure that the audio was working. Iggy clicked record and then left the studio. Come on, Iggy. And then, Is and then, the, ti- and then the time came to play it back, and it turned out that I believe Riz's mic wasn't working. And so you could hear me asking the questions, and then it sounded like Riz was in a cave somewhere uh. answering the questions because his mic wasn't working. So mm. there it is. That beer cats, I can confirm that that did indeed happen. And Iggy has, I will say, reluctantly admitted it was his fault, but he was pretty <laughs> adamant that something happened. But he couldn't tell because he wasn't in there. Right. He was out smoking. <laughs> All problems would have been solved had he been sitting in there. Like, even if something did happen that shouldn't have been, like, wasn't his fault, he could have solved it by being there. That's right. And go, hey, guys, you got to stop. Something's wrong with the audio. And we go, oh, no problem. And then we just sat there and BS'd mm-hmm. until it was fixed. It's happened, you know, when you do this stuff. That happens a decent amount. Right. So, yeah. yes, that was a, an unfortunate situation. So then, because, you know, Riz came into KFNS to do the interview, we, uh, we didn't want to ask him to come back in and do no. it again, so we posted it, and people were just like, what is this garbage? <laughs> and then Riz talked about, yeah, you can listen to me on this podcast, and then his audience goes and goes, what the hell is this oh. thing that you did? There was no way to hear you. I heard mm. some other guy who does an AM show that I've never heard of talking, and then when it went to you, your mic wasn't on. Yeah, so That was great. The mic next to Rizzuto was on, so you could... It, it was literally like so hollow, like he was like an <laughs> ant in like this big green bean can, oh, no. like just trying to say hello. I'm a big fan of uh, the rewatchables on The Ringer, talking about old movies. They were doing Casino, and they did it in uh, Bill Simmons' house, and Bill did the. Uh, he recorded it, and he forgot to turn someone's mic on, and it literally oh. so, it literally sounds like someone's like far away, like whispering like their takes, and it's like you can't listen to it; it's unlistenable. <laughs> and so he put out this. I'm surprised he posted it. I know, and it was about Casino too. Like this is a major movie for the yeah. watchables. They're usually like a little bit more niche, and so this is a major movie. And one third of the podcast is completely unlistenable. You have to like turn your thing up all the way to hear it. It's see, tough. <clears throat> see, everybody does it. Right, even number one podcast. Well, in Iggy's case, it's asking a lot to expect a sound engineer to actually stay in the studio and make sure the sound gets recorded during the production. What's funny was it's kind of smoke. In that process of the transition from CMR to Pete, it felt like at that point we were like in the Hunger Games to where we were looking for people, but it's almost like we were waiting for a tribute. Like, who's going to step up and come to us? Mm. Because at that time, I think we've already told kind of some of the behind the scenes what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there was a huge line to jump out and say I want I, I want to do this. Probably not. Luckily, Pete well, was that's, there. That's a, that's a that's a tough but fair assessment <laughs> of the situation that uh, we can we can all confirm. As a matter of fact, Doug, your sound story today is with Tommy Sabulka, is it not? Or with his maybe I think it might be with his mother. I believe if that's I'm not right. Mistaken. Yeah. No, yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. 
I was just about to talk about VIP auto accessories, and that's what uh, Jackson and I, we were texting about the sound store you did yesterday and the one that you have today, and it uh, is with the great Tommy Sabolka's family. Tommy Sabolka of VIP Auto Accessories. His father uh, started the company back in 1979, and they've been all local ever since. Once employees start working at VIP Auto Accessories, they don't stop, which speaks to the culture they've created there. They have people who've been employed for 35 years, 41 years, and 42 years, the business is only 43 years old. They are part of the TMA ecosystem because they work with Design Air Heating and Cooling and the great Seth Goldcamp and Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota and the great Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, and Peter Munganass. VIP is the biggest secret in their industry. And now they are promoting their service for all to hear and to take advantage of the VIP quality and inconvenience and inconvenience, convenience, I should say. Uh, don't say uh, it is uh, an inconvenient situation. That would be ridiculous. It's convenient as can be because you can get everything done at one place. Oftentimes when you're talking about upfitting, you got to go from one place to another place to another place, not with VIP. They offer their quality and the ability to get it all done at one place. And that is what is so attractive about VIP auto accessories. They are a full service operation, a one-stop shop. They take the vehicle from point A to point Z and they save you time and hassle. It's quicker to deal with VIP than two to three vendors with multiple locations. Call Tommy directly, 314-428-3900, or you can email him at tommy.cibulka at vipautoaccessories.com. Com. Caller Ellen says, happy birthday, pal. What does that mean? Uh, I think she's talking to me uh, from a couple days ago, I assume. Uh, we just had a... <laughs> she missed your birthday? Uh, I think she would probably wish me a happy birthday on that day. I love Caller Ellen. Oh. She's, a, she's, a, she's a gem. Fabulous gal. Yeah, absolutely. Big she's fan. a wonderful lady, and she wants a sound story with Doug telling all of his stories in one place. That'd be great. Oh. Kind of like Iggy, Stephen Wildwood did for Iggy. Couldn't Buck Swope... <laughs> Put That's that true. together in about 30 minutes. Yeah. Just yeah, find but, the stories and put them together. But, it, you know, I don't know, some folksy about you doing <laughs> oh. it. Yeah, it is folksy, Doug. Caller uh, Ellen says she would have me or Buck Swope uh, mm. handle the uh, mm. the sound story. Uh, KG in O-Town, who, is he, is he left St. Louis? When is he getting to the South Florida? I thought he said tomorrow. For his date with Cassie. I thought he said tomorrow, tomorrow is when he was leaving. And he's going to hook up with Cassie? I, nice. I think so. I can't answer that, but... You'll, I, I, the effort will be there, I bet. Really? Yeah, you can count on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, KG in O-Town says, you can't teach an old dog new tricks like promptness and turning on on buttons. That's KG in O-Town. And even with Iggy not here today, he is still firing shots. Uh, guys, I want to pay for a sound story of Tim, Doug, and Martin sharing their favorite St. Louis Ram stories for an hour or two. Those are my absolutely favorite discussions that's from the 314 yeah i'd be happy to relive some of the magic that was the uh the rammies the best of times and the worst of times boy that's the truth yeah. god it really is the truth that is that that sums yeah. it up some of the most fun Quite i ever nicely. had in the business was covering you, Rams right football. when i moved to this city they were trash so i never yeah, even were- got to experience you know, the brighter days of Rams football, I came in in 2013. I'm not for sure what the landscape looked like. But Pretty rough not at that good. point. <laughs> oh, yeah. But right around that, yeah. 99, 2000, 2001, they, were, they were probably the most exciting team to watch in any sport in the country. Yeah. No, for they, real. I, I get it, yeah. 90 straight sellouts from 95 to 06. Yeah. Is that something like that? 95 straight Handful sellouts? Handful of Hall of Famers on offense just lighting it up. Yeah, when I got here and you brought up Ram football, you could tell there was like a like a sour taste in people's mouths. Like they Bad just opened the fridge. The and like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure 13 was a, one of the several Bradford injury years. Mm-hmm. I think it so. was because I was in Saint, uh, SIUE. I was doing my uh, year at, at SIUE, and my roommate was a huge Rams fan, and oh. that was the year Bradford went number one. But I didn't move down there till the next year. So, yeah, I think I was in year two. Of the Bradford regime when Maybe I was down Maybe it's Steve Spagnuolo, one in fourteen season. I think mm. I think just, it was a. I would definitely here for a one-win season. We're just begging for that first pick, and maybe we get the second one and spend it on offensive tackles. Jason Swag Robinson. <laughs> Jason Smith. Jason Smith brought this mm-hmm. that franchise back years. That well, who's the guy they drafted in thirteen from Auburn or fourteen? Greg Robinson. From Auburn. Greg Robinson. Greg Robinson. That's right. Yeah, same draft as Aaron Donald. Those two. You. Can, it's so hard to bust on two offensive linemen in the top five. Like, because look at all of them that pan out to be studs. Mm-hmm. 
And you you missed on both. Jake Matthews was sitting right there. Oh. Well, yeah, and they could have taken Jake Matthews, but they chose Quegg. Robinson, and Robinson was in and out, quick, fast, in a hurry. Matthews might still be playing. Yeah, I think he is. He is. He's still with the Falcons, the yeah. team that that's drafted him. Unbelievable! Oh. That that is so funny. Uh, sometimes, but then yeah. they that same draft later they pick Aaron Donald, and everyone's like, "Why would you pick Aaron Donald? Yeah. You have this great defensive line." And it turns out that he's the best. So like, he's you completely the league. you, you completely yeah. miss on your offensive line, and then just a couple picks later, you knock it out of the park with Aaron Donald. I think they you know what the draft to, is? It's a crapshoot. Yeah. They wanted to miss with Donald, but they just couldn't. <laughs> right. like, like they wanted well, to just caught up to. Yeah, it. they wanted to clog up their D line and have. Him be on a practice squad and they look and I go, this guy could be a superstar, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> uh, guys, yesterday on Sinbad All Day Radio, there were some choice J shows that were played. Still hard to believe he won't ever fondle my wife's feet again. What a legend. That's from Scott's Wrinkled Ball Sack. Yes, uh, indeed. We will always have those yeah. Jennings segments and, uh, and we will honor Jennings with the uh, namesake now of the fan page club championship the jay randolph jr fan page club championship and that will be on uh april 30th at gateway national jennings absolute legend you can hear him throughout the day on tma all day and plowhawk you you keep uploading new best ofs i hear tell yeah just i i just got done editing six more this morning so i'll have that that, and that will be 44 in the last three weeks so we're peppering in New material. I may have to slow down. I'm at September of 2022. Now, once I hit December of 20, 2022, I'm going to take about a month break. Where are you? Because I'm going to be catching up to live programming here, boys. Oh. Like, I, I want to have the shows at least be three months out before I, I was, create them, quote unquote, a best of, uh, if I, you feel me. I was listening the other day. I was just sitting in here. And we were talking about Sam Devers' poker brothel. We um, <laughs> that segment played where you talked about you playing poker. Yeah, and yeah, Ken. yeah. And it's so funny to me because it was like, yeah, we we're playing for for breakfast at Kmart. <laughs> oh, like, look, we're hood rats, and sometimes and playing in a barn. You can, you can get like, breakfast at Kmart. Oh, they used to have a fine. Again, this is when I was 16, so you're talking 15, 18 years ago. Um, they had a. a a, a kitchen, like a whole kitchen inside oh. Kmart. They served breakfast, lunch, dinner. Menus changed. Obviously, they didn't have pizza in the morning, but killer breakfast item. But I forgot what it was called. I've, if I remember correctly, and I'm going to use your pronunciation of it from listening there today, Breakfast John's. Yes, yes, yes. John's. Breakfast John's. What's Breakfast that? John's. That was the name of like, like the little store that was kitchen in, inside yeah. Kmart. <laughs> and we right. would walk out there. Devers lived about two blocks away from the Kmart. And if you won, you got a nice breakfast, but if you lost, you went hungry. And yeah, we just had rounders on repeat. We had the cassette of, or the uh, VHS of rounders just playing and playing and playing. In the playing. barn. In the barn. Great times. Man, great times. Yeah, so that's where that that's where that text name come from. Correct, yes. Sam Devers Poker Brothel. How much but, money would you pull out to play in one of these? Uh, it, uh, there were different... I mean, the, the, the kids that were in, like, high school, like, junior, seniors who have jobs... Like, you know, so they would bring a, a couple hundred. I, oh. We would be doing, I'd probably say in the total, we'd have like a $50 buy-in with people. Sure. So like 20 That's and a lot then of you money as a, as a 16-year-old, absolutely, it's a good amount of money. But I worked at Pizza Hut, so I was able to flaunt yeah. my... Yeah, you're making a killing there, no doubt. <laughs> no bills is when you make yeah. a killing, when nothing that is paying yeah, for. That's the right truth. Yeah, the truth. Send your emails in about uh, Sam Devers Poker Bravo. Uh, the morning after at InsideSTL.com for our design air, heating, and cooling email of the day. The great Jeremy Rutherford is going to join us coming up in the next segment. Brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies as we close out the appliance discounters, 8 o'clock hour. Uh, Jackson and I will deal with the situation down the hallway at 10 o'clock as Darren Pang will be with us. We're For these hockey interviews with Jeremy Rutherford and Chris Kerber and uh, Darren Pang. Uh, Doug, I'll be real transparent with the audience. There isn't a whole lot to talk about at this point. Um, And so Kerber, at the end of the interview yesterday, the question I asked him, and the Nonling is a loyal listener of Balloon Party. You remember the Nonling from his time with TMA? I love him. Yeah, he is a loyal listener, and he sends me uh, questions that he would like to hear these guys answer. And I said, hey, 
fire away now because it's deep dive season because what are we going to do? Talk about, uh, you know, a team that's languishing. And the question I asked, and I'm curious if you give this answer, but I know you don't know the years. I asked Kerber in his, this was yesterday's interview, in his 22 seasons as Blues broadcaster, if there is a team that stands out that he thought had the best chance to win the Cup that didn't. And it's kind of a sneaker answer. And I know you don't know the years, mm. but it, uh, do you recall a team that stands out to you? Now, this isn't like ever like going back to the Hull and Oates days. This is since 2001 when Kerber came on the scene. Oh, I was thinking of the team that won the President's Trophy. That would be a logical one. Yeah. They, you know, and they had a Western Conference final team, lost to the Avalanche in 2001, won the mm-hmm. loss to the Sharks in 2016. But I had always heard this from guys on the team. And uh, I guess Rutherford could probably talk about this, although I don't know if he was covering the team then as well at, at this time, that the 2003 team that lost to the Canucks, and they were up 3-1 to one in the series. And this was just the first round, too, so it wasn't like it was deep. Uh, they just felt like that team was the team. And they all got sick, and I can't recall if it was food poisoning or just a, a oh, virus. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, in Vancouver, and they blew this 3-1 lead, and I think they were kind of dominating the series in addition to winning 3-1 in the series. I think they were winning big and uh, wound up losing that. And the Red Wings and the Avalanche, which were both the diamond teams in the West at that time, had lost in the first round. So it was, like, cleared out for the Blues to make their run. And then they wound up losing to the Canucks in seven. And they always look back on that team as not only being a missed opportunity, but a turning point because Quenville was fired in the middle of the season the next year. And uh, I would imagine a lot of Blues fans would go, oh, that was kind of one that got away considering he's won how many Stanley Cups since, uh, since leaving the Blues, yeah. getting whacked by the Blues. And, uh, and then Mike Kinchin came in and he won. He didn't win anything. He could Excuse skate, me? though. He used to skate with the team, and he looked like the best skater out there. That's when you know you got a problem with your team. <laughs> when you can't decipher who the coach is and who the forwards are. Not well, if you're good. in the playoffs and two-thirds of the team is projectile vomiting in the locker room and totally dehydrated, <laughs> you still have to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and get out there. No. Yeah, that's right. That's right. These are they're paid athletes. They have another gear, Doug. They better. And they just didn't yeah. find it. No. No. Uh, so we'll talk that over coming up with JR. You can send your questions in 314 TMA5. Panger in the 10 o'clock hour on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. That's driven by Munganas St. Louis Acker. Your email's coming up at 945. This is the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.